on this Monday episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Takeaways from Saturday preseason game against the Saints and early cut predictions. Cody, let's go ahead and start the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. The Houston Texans took on the New Orleans Saints in the NRG Stadium. Houston won 17 13, excuse me, uh, due to a last minute drive touchdown jeff driscoll hooked up with johnny johnson the third for six yards for six yards td jeff driscoll ended the game with 165 yards two tds three picks damian pierce the highlight of the running room 49 yards on five carries jalen camp two catches 53 yards one td blake cashman man he had a good game seven tackles one tfl one pass deflection jalen petrie he had a very good game when he was out there on the field, four tackles, one TFL. Lovey Smith talked about Blake Cashman, said we liked some of the things that he did tonight. Got to talk about the defense, Cody, as we look at our takeaways on both sides of the ball. I think defense made some plays. What was some of your takeaways on Saturday? That the Houston Texans will still continue to take away the ball. And I say that because, and look, first and foremost, let, let's just get this out the way. Yes, it was the very first preseason game. And just like the Houston Texans, the New Orleans Saints did not have none of their top guys out there on the field. However, John, listeners and viewers, going back to what? Everything I've been seeing since the start of training camp and especially out of this first preseason game, John, it wasn't that long ago. We, I came on this show. Matter of fact, I think it was one day last week. I came on this show and I talked about how the secondary continues to try to make plays on the ball. And I understand that the, the Texans did end the game with only one interceptions, but they had about, what, three or four pass deflections that easily could have went the other way for Houston. And... You still see that this is a secondary that is going to be able to take the ball away. But I do want to mention this as well. And I noticed this a couple of days ago in practice. It seems like the linebackers and the defensive linemen will have placed a heavy emphasis on practicing to punch the ball out. I saw that over the last couple of uh, over the last couple of days of practice. And on Saturday, I saw that practice come to fruition. There was multiple times where the Texans were able to force some fumbles and they came away with the with the recovery. And when you take a look at some standouts on the defensive side of the ball, I know you mentioned that you wanted to get into them, but I'm going to get into them as of right now. Blake Cashman, when you take a look at the Houston Texans defense from the 2021 campaign, the biggest hole or one of their biggest holes that they had was when they went to the zone, a lot of quarterbacks were able to attack the Texans down the middle. With Blake Cashman, I don't think that's going to be an issue with him e anymore because he seems like that he's going to protect that middle of the field. You saw he had an opportunity to get a nice pass deflection that turned into an interception for Traymond Smith and... It just seems like that he is going to have the attributes that's needed to fix that version of the Texans defense. 
Yeah, when I talk, when I when we look at the defense, I want to shout out Tremont Smith. I think he's a player that uh, his stock went up, played some good football for the special teams unit, um, had an interception on defense. He was one of those guys that I wanted to see create separation from the other guys on that depth chart, and I think that's what he did. I think what Houston's takeaway from this game was what we talked about on Friday's show. They're going to evaluate the depth. That's what they were looking for. Um, the defense had five sacks, seven tackles for losses, three turnovers. When I look at the younger guys on defense, you got to look at Thomas Booker. Uh, that young man really showed me something. I know he was a player that a lot of people have had optimism about. Uh, but, you know, having the optimism about Thomas Booker because of the defensive tackle position, Malik Collins didn't play. However, Ross Blacklock had a very good night on Saturday hmm. as well while he was out there running with uh, with the first team. Also want to look at uh, Isaac Yidham. I thought he had a rough night uh, for the cornerback position. I thought that he could have had a better technique on the uh, screenplay that led to a touchdown down at the red zone. And he was a player that I looked at this cornerback position. They got a lot of corners, eight corners. Somebody has to go, and I thought that he was a player that – you know, who had been having a decent camp would make a standout. He didn't necessarily do so on Saturday. But overall, Jalen Petrie, the young star, I think, for Houston of the show, he was active. And one thing that I liked about Petrie while he was out on the field, Houston was using him to his best attributes, playing him around the line of, scrim uh, line of scrimmage, excuse me, uh, moving him around, allowing him to let the game, you know, kind of come to him with, with things he's already comfortable with. And I like the fact that I saw him on special teams. So, you know, he's not too cute not to get dirty, and he made a play on special teams. I like that young man, Houston, at that safety position. Um, I thought Jonathan Owens played good as well last night, good as a jammer on special teams. Uh, it was around the ball defensively. So those were some of my takeaways from the defense on Saturday's game against the Saints. Really quick, before moving on, I do want to go back to the conversation that you just had about Trayvon Smith. Um, you talking about a defensive back who, like I've been raving about, this secondary is making plays on the ball. Smith definitely did a good job with that on Saturday. John, as you alluded to, he had the interception, but I believe he had one of, if not the biggest play of the game for the Houston Texans. Um, it was about 44 seconds left. In the second quarter, the New Orleans Saints was third in goal, and he was able to um, record a pass breakup between Ian Brooks and Traymon Smith. If the yeah. New Orleans Saints get that touchdown, then they go up, what, 17-3, 17-10 at the moment? And we are sitting here looking at the possibility of the Texans ending this game in a tie or possibly a loss. <clears throat> but I just wanted to point Traymon Smith out just like you did. This guy had arguably, if not one of the best, the best day on that defensive side of the ball absolutely oh by the way we got to shout out the veteran Derek rivers he had a couple of sacks on saturday and that was a name that was a guy that we weren't really talking about a lot here on the show mm -hmm. um but you know game time comes around and he bought out on saturday so you know um looking at his stock rising for houston the defensive end opposite of john grenard that position is a position that we didn't see two guys play last night. Still hadn't seen Jerry Hughes. Still hadn't seen Mario Addison. So I think these guys that are playing from last night, they're making sure that they're standing out and earning snaps. You know, so I think they had a good uh, job last night. They they did a good job as a group last night as well. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed therapist 
in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. More affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. They also have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelponline.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Talking about our takeaways from Saturday's preseason game. Guys, please get active in YouTube, the comment section. I want to know what y'all thought from Saturday preseason game and want to hear your takeaways, Cody. But I thought, number one, I thought Titus Howard looked good at right tackle. Um, if there was any question marks heading into the offseason due to the last couple of you know, situations that Titus Howard has been in. Anything that we questioned about Titus Howard being a right tackle, I, I thought maybe he silenced that a little bit last night. Again, uh, the Saints did not have their top guys out there at the defensive end position, but I, I still thought he looked great. Also, Brevin Jordan was moved around a lot offensively, featured on each play of their first drive and played throughout the game. Maybe when I thought we was going to see more Seth Green down the stretch and Tegan Quintoriano didn't play last night. Uh, but when I thought we was going to see majority of some Seth Green, Houston still was able to put Brevin Jordan out there. Um, they won him out on that field. I think he he has improved as a blocker. Uh, I think there are some plays that were left out on the field from him. And, again, he's a guy that a lot of people are hype about, great personality, um, athletic tight end, but he still has to win the job away from Farrell Brown. I thought last night he could have did, did so in, in a certain way, but I did some see some improvement, excuse me, out of him blocking. And Jalen Camp, had a, who had a good game, uh, Jeff Driscoll gave him a chance on his first reception. Camp was able to come down with that touchdown. And then that route on that 30-yarder that he caught in the, to, to keep that drive going for that last drive uh, to win the game, I thought that was a beautiful route by Jalen Camp. Uh, that depth spot position for the wide receiver position, that battle between he and Johnson will be very interesting. They both did some good things, both scored. They both made big plays on their final drive. In terms of the battle between Johnny Johnson the third and Jalen Camp, you know, this is something I've been harping about a lot over the last couple of weeks. I think Nick Osirio should find a way to have both of those guys to be a part of this 53-man roster because, John, you know, even before coming on this podcast, we was just talking about the wide receiving core, and you mentioned you still believe that they need to make a move or they need some more additional help. I agree with that statement. I'm not too sure who is still out there on the market that can actually help the Houston Texans for this upcoming season. But what I will say is when you have a guy like Jalen Camp or when you have a guy like Johnny Johnson III, you got two guys that you can either play in a slot or play on the outside. And plus, I do want to mention this. And look, kudos to Jeff Driscoll. You know how much I've been making fun of Jeff Driscoll over the last year or so. But the fact that both of those guys can go out and record a combined 78 yards on four catches with Jeff Driscoll as your quarterback – 
that lets you know when you have a decent quarterback playing on the center like Davis Mills, they can possibly be more beneficial to this Houston Texans offense. Look, we understand the loss of John Mechie, and trust me, I, I just like the rest of you guys, definitely want to see John Mechie out there on the field, by the way. Um, I heard an update from him. He's still doing really good with his recovery, so that is good news. But I really do believe that Camp and Johnson will be beneficial for the Houston Texans moving forward. And I also want to say that I wanted to see more of the progression of the offense while Davis Mills was still in the game. Uh, yes, I thought that, that first, was very first disappointing. Drive, we, we saw a more methodical version of you know Tim <laughs> Kelly offense when uh, they ran the ball right up the middle, which is funny. We had a comment this past week we talked about on, <laughs> on YouTube. The YouTube comments on Friday, we had one of those comments. I don't want to see that, but um, – as the next two following drives, and I think the drives throughout the game continued, you did see the offense kind of progress a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see that while Davis Mills was in the game. Uh, outside of the first two drives, we saw Jeff Driscoll throughout the rest of the game, and thank God he didn't get hurt. But uh, I wanted just to see that. I wanted to see more of Davis Mills, and I wanted to see a couple of shots downfield while Davis Mills was in the game. Yes. But, uh, offensively, I was actually pleased by Pep Hamilton's play calling. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I, I just talked about how we saw a lot of Brevin Jordan. They will be out on the field a lot. Um, and now he was moving him around, got him out in some space, and allowed him to use his speed to you know get a couple of yards on one of those boot plays. Um, outside of that, a rough night from the run game if you were not – Damian Pierce, who, you know, <laughs> was electric through the TV set. And I do want to go back to Pep Hamilton and give him some kudos because even though, once again, we did not see enough out of Davis Mills. And look, I wasn't expecting to see that much out of Davis Mills. However, I do want to say, and John, you could let me know if you saw this as well. It seems like Davis Mills is has improved with his ability to get the ball out quicker. Because when you go back to those first couple of plays that he had, the, he, the New Orleans Saints, were, were they, they was lined up in a blitz for majority of the time. And even though it did not result in any positive yardage for the Houston Texans, I did like the fact how Davis Mills were was able to get the ball out. I think he connected to Chris Conley on both of his completions. You know, I, I will say that I think both of those plays – were third and long. I want to say one of them was third and more than 10, and the other one was between third and eight or nine. And uh, it's good to see him get the ball out quick like that. If it is third and long, get the ball out to your receiver. Allow him an opportunity to make a play. If not, just you know pick up what you can and help out your special teams. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still wanted to see Davis stretch the field with Nico. I wanted to see that in real time against a, a different team mm -hmm. where they're giving him an opportunity to use his size and speed to make a play on the ball. But going back to Pep Hamilton really quick, I did enjoy his play calling as well, especially towards the end of the game because there was a moment um, Jeff Driscoll had tried to connect with Jalen Camp on the deep ball pass attempt, and he threw an interception. Change of possession, the very next play, Pep Hamilton went out there and had Jeff Driscoll run the same exact play once again, and it resulted in a 49-yard completion to Jalen Camp, and we all know that is what ultimately helped the Houston Texans score a touchdown to come away 
with this win 17-3 over the New Orleans Saints. So I did like the aggressiveness from Pep Hamilton on several occasions. I saw the aggressiveness with Jeff Driscoll as your quarterback in the preseason game. I like your aggressiveness with Kyle Allen doing training camp, team scrimmages, doing practice. But I'm just dying to see the aggressiveness with Davis Mills at some point. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even get you some golf in. Bet Online continues to be the top resource online for all of your sports information and wagering needs from live betting, in game betting, scores, podcasts. They got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the actions happening because bet online is where the game starts thanks for making locked on texas your first listen today now make locked on fantasy football your second listen find the intellectual fantasy expert Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of nfl expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has get ready for your fantasy draft with locked on fantasy football Cody, you got some good praises for Ogbo Okoronkwo, man. Uh, hmm. what, what you got? Well, look, last week I had an opportunity to talk to defensive line coach Jock Chazier, and I asked him about Okoronkwo's ability to improve the defensive line. And before moving on, yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys probably already heard this, but I just want to replay it because everything that coach talked about, Okoronko's ability to improve this defensive front is what we saw during Saturday's preseason victory against the New Orleans Saints. Coach, can you actually talk about what you have seen over the last few days um, from Okoronko? It seems like he's going to be a big addition to that defensive front this year. Absolutely. You know, he, uh, you know, when I saw him last year, he was playing with the uh, the Rams, and uh, I just saw that burst and that, that the pass rush ability, and I just knew that we just had to have him. And, uh, he does a really good job of not only coming off the ball, but his rushes and understanding what he has to do within our defense. Plus, he's a big, uh, you know, big part of special teams. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table this year. And I'm also excited to see what type of impact Okoronko will have when he makes this 53-man roster. John, on Saturday, you're looking at a guy who had a fumble recovery. He had a sack, and he just caused a lot of disruption on that defensive front on Saturday. Love what I saw out of Okoronko. And I wanted to bring him up this segment because, look, when the Houston Texans signed him, especially given the additions of the veterans that they have and, of course, some of the younger guys like John Grenard and even Thomas Booker, we might as well throw his name in there. I kind of viewed him as a guy who was possibly on the bubble or making a 53-man or a guy who was going to make this roster but not really have a big rotational spot. After Saturday and how well he has played over this last week of training camp, he is definitely going to be very crucial to the Houston Texans moving forward. Got to talk about the predictions for our cuts. Uh, The Houston Texans have to make cuts in, in the next couple of days. That is going to be interesting. Cody, I look at Royce Freeman as a player that the Houston Texans could pop part from. Uh, wasn't necessarily a, a Nick Casario guy, 
they absolutely gave him an opportunity on Saturday to prove whether or not he should still be on this roster. Gave him 12 carries. On those 12 carries, only rushed for 25 yards, 2.1 yards per carry. That's not going to cut it. Um, and, and I also look at maybe Fabian Monroe. I, I, Fabian Monroe hasn't necessarily been having the greatest of camps. This is a, a cornerback position that has eight corners. Uh, didn't necessarily stand out while he was playing corner for Houston uh, or any special team action he got last night as well. So I think he's a player that Houston could look at cutting as well in the next couple of days. Well, I definitely see your point about Royce Freeman. You're talking about a guy who, when the Houston Texans signed him towards the end of last season, we all looked at him as some type of savior because we just wanted to see some new talent in that backfield. However, with the addition of Marlon Mack, with the addition of Damian Pierce, now you take a look at what Darray was able to do being a reliable pass catcher coming out of the backfield on Saturday. I do believe that Royce Freeman is going to be the odd man out. However, in terms of this wide receiving core, and it's kind of hurt, hurt me to say this, but I take a look at a guy like Chad Beebe. You know, he had an opportunity to go out there on the field Saturday and showcase what he can do, and he really didn't stand out to me at all. I mean, he has had a decent training camp, but at the same time, John, like I mentioned, when you are playing against the guys that share in the same locker room as you, it's a lot different when you're playing against guys who do not share the same locker room with you. And when you turned up the level of competition in the preseason – he just did not get the job done, in my opinion. Now, look, maybe they don't cut him this go-round. Maybe they give him another opportunity next week against the Los Angeles Rams. Coach Lovey Smith already came out and said that Davis Mills will play a lot more in his second preseason game. So maybe you can see if Mills and BB can get something going that could possibly save his job. But as of right now, if we get news on Tuesday that Chad BB has been cut, I would not be surprised. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Find us on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. Find me on Twitter, John underscore Hickman12. And we're going to be back, man. Texan football back. So hmm. can't wait to see y'all get more action throughout this season. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.